Word of the Lord to Matthew chapter 11. Amen. My, my preaching seems a little heavy today. Um, the Riggins took us to Stroud's last evening. <coughs> and so I'm afraid I might still be under the influence of that home cooking. Amen. Well, it wasn't home, but it was good. Amen. Verse 7 of Matthew 11, And as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What went you out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went you out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Brothers and sisters, those are weighty words. Jesus has just announced that there has never been born anyone greater than John the Baptist. Now, am I reading this right? Now, Moses had been born. Abraham had been born. Ezekiel had been born. All the major minor prophets had been born. All the great men of God. And Jesus said, no one that's ever been born is greater than John. Notwithstanding, it gets even heavier. He that is least in the kingdom, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Amen. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Amen. I want to minister the word of the Lord this morning on this thought. It's yours for the taking. It's yours for the taking. I want to admonish us before we pray again over the word of the Lord in the remainder of this service. Uh, you're going to get from God today what you express a desire to receive. You're going to get all of God that you want today, regardless of who you are. This may be the, the first time in a service such as this, but you can have all of God you want today. This may be old hat to you, but you can have all of God that you want. Amen. You're going to get what you take today. Are you listening? I said you're going to get what you take today. Amen. 
What do you say? Let's take something home with us. Amen. What do you say? Let's take something. Amen. From this service and from the presence of the Lord. Let's lift our voices together. Hallelujah. We bless your name today. name of Jesus Christ. Holy is the name of our God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God, we covet your grace today. God, upon everyone in this sanctuary, God, send your word today. My God, send and speak your word God, I need your grace to walk in the Spirit, to obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. Pray, Lord, that this word that you have placed into my heart and in my mouth today would be confirmed. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. I want to begin today by reminding most of us of something that you know very well. But perhaps it is something that you don't think about on these terms all that often. A way of reminding you of you that know and informing perhaps those of you that aren't that aware that God is a God that not only can be, but he's also a God that wants to be touched. A God that desires to be accessed. He is a God that wants to spend time with you. This that I am speaking today goes all the way back to the beginning of man in the earth. The Bible said that God created man in his image and in his likeness. And in the cool of the day, the voice of God, the Bible said, would walk with man. God desired fellowship with his creation. God loves to spend time with humanity. He breathed, the Bible said, into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. You have a will today. You have power to decide. You have the ability to choose the God-given and God-granted ability to make a choice of how you're going to spend your time, what you will do every day of your life. 
there is something about mankind that is different from all the rest of God's creation. Nothing else was it spoken that God breathed into them and they became a living soul. There are very intelligent creatures that are not a part of the human race, but they have no soul. They have no eternal destination. But our lives today are not just about the here and now, but there is a hereafter. And I've got to tell you today that what you do here will determine your hereafter. I said what you do with your here uh, will determine uh, where you will spend uh, your here uh, after. Uh, there is uh, a place called heaven uh, and there is a place called hell. Uh, there is a place for the saved. There is a place for the lost. There is a place for the righteous. There is a place for the undone. That's why we read the declarative call of the word of God to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. This is not a trivial issue. This is not a casual thing that we're dealing with. But eternity is too long to be wrong. Amen. This life that we live, James said it's but a vapor that appears for a moment and then it vanishes away. Amen. But Jesus said, amen of eternity. It's going to be a long place. Amen. There's no better place to be. Amen. Than in eternity when you're right with God. But there's no worse place to be than eternity if you're not right. Preacher, I wish you wouldn't talk about things like this. This makes me nervous. Amen. There's nothing better that you need to hear today than something that will cause you to realize the sincerity of your soul's standing with Almighty God. There's nothing better that you can do any day than to make sure that you're right with God. Preacher, how do I know I'm right? Amen. Have you done what his word says to do to get right? What does his word say? I'm glad you asked. He said if you want to enter into the kingdom, you've got to be born again. Well, this ain't in my notes, but I believe it's in the mind of God today. I believe what I'm saying right now is in the will of God. He told a religious man named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He was a denominal pastor, if you please. There were those that looked to him for spiritual leadership, and he wanted to talk to Jesus about miracles. And he said, no man can do what you do except God be with him. And Jesus told that man, Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
Amen. You've got to do more than quote scripture. You've got to do more than wear the right clothes. You've got to do more than have the right friends. You've got to do more than go to the right church. You've got to have a born again experience. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not Nicodemus. Don't be surprised. Don't be amazed. This is what I'm telling you. You must be born again. Hilda Riggin, it seems kind of strange that a, a grown and obviously educated man would go where Nicodemus would go in response to the words of Jesus Christ. It seems foolish to us on this side of it, but he said to the Lord, how can a man be born when he is old? Can I enter again into my mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, Nicodemus, I'm not talking about the realm of the flesh. I'm talking about the realm of the spirit. You have already been born a man. But now, Nicodemus, it's time to be born again of water and spirit. No one here today, amen, is here, amen, that was not born initially of water and spirit. Amen, your mama's water broke. And ready or not, here comes baby. Because that is how it happens. Man, and God breathed in the man's nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. You have been born into the human race by water and spirit. So if you want to enter into the kingdom of God, if you want to be born into the spiritual race, you've got to be born again of water and spirit. You know why my name is? Amen. What it is? It's because I was born initially of water and spirit in the name of my father. Amen. I have the name that I have because I was born into that family. Hallelujah, if my dad's name would have been Smith, that's what, how I would have been today because that's the name I would have been born by. Well, I'm preaching to somebody right now, but my name is Waldrop because that's what my daddy's name was. Amen, I had no choice in the matter. Amen, I was born into the Waldrop family because that was the name of my earthly father. Amen. If you want to enter into God's family, then you got to be born again in His name. You got to take on the name of Jesus Christ. And neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. It's at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the 
the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Clap our hands and praise the name of Jesus. Preacher, I don't know what you're so stirred up about. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I confessed him that he is the Son of God. I don't have any problem with that. But what my problem is, is whether or not you have allowed him to do what you've accepted him to be able to do. Accepting him as your savior is what you do. You acknowledge that he is able to do it. It is, quite frankly, a statement of faith that God, you are able to save me. But a faithful acknowledgement does not bring salvation. Well, I've had faith. Faith without works is dead. The Bible said, being alone, you had a little faith works to your faith and your faith comes alive. Uh-huh. Amen. How much sense does it make to have car trouble and have your vehicle towed to the mechanic shop? Amen. This mechanic has come highly recommended. And uh, you can tell as you get on his property that this man is very diligent. He's very serious. Uh, he, he's not some wannabe, but Amen. You look around and everything's in its place and everything looks just right and you can tell he knows what he's talking about uh, and he comes out uh, and he, he asks, you know, what can I, can I help you? Uh, and you tell him, I've heard good things about you. You've come highly recommended uh, and I've got a problem with my car uh, and I just want you to know, sir, uh, I accept you uh, as the fixer of my vehicle. Amen. And he says, well, I, you know, I appreciate that. That's great. Uh, amen. And, and, and that's what you, you walk off. And he says, well, wait a minute. Uh, I, thought, I thought there was something wrong with your car. And you say it is. Uh, but, but I just accepted you as the fixer of my vehicle. Accepting the mechanic as the fixer of your vehicle doesn't fix your vehicle. You've got to give the man the keys. My God, you got to put what's broken in the hands of the mechanic. You got to give it to him and leave it with him so he can do what only he has the ability to do. Amen. Maybe you've confessed your sin. Maybe you've accepted Christ. Amen. Maybe you've made a confession of faith. I'm not preaching against that. What I am preaching, that's a good place to start. But don't stop there. Let him do what you've accepted him to do. My God, what do I got to do? That's what those one God, holiness-minded, righteous Jews asked Simon Peter and the rest of the apostles on the day of Pentecost. He 
And he said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's how you get born into God's family. Paul said that we die with him in repentance. We're buried with him in baptism. And we're risen to walk with him in newness of life. It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when you get born into this family, you'll have your own death, burial, and resurrection. You'll repent of your sins. You'll get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you'll have evidence. You'll have something that you can take to a court of law as proof that you have received the Spirit of God. Is it really that big a deal? Well, his word says they that have not the Spirit of Christ are none of his. Amen. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not an extra gift. The Holy Ghost is not an added blessing. The Holy Ghost is not just something that happens to a select few. Amen. The promise is unto you, Peter said, and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah, you're hearing the preacher today. I'm not preaching mythology. I'm not preaching fables. I'm preaching the reality of the word of God. Amen, if you haven't done what I'm preaching, thank God you feel conviction. Thank God you're hearing the truth preached. And Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What I'm preaching today is not a carrot that's being dangled in front of the donkey. It's not something that's always just out of reach, always just out of touch. But it is the Father's good pleasure, Jesus said, to give you the kingdom. I'm going to say it again. Our God is a God that desires to be accessed. He's a God that wants you to reach out and touch him. Paul wrote to the Hebrews and he said, seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Who is that? Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Why? For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Our God can be touched. Our God can be reached not only can be but I say it again he wants to be as a matter of fact he wants it more than you do there's nothing he wants any more concerning you today than to make contact with your soul but he created you with a will he created you to make a choice that's what relationship between humanity and deity is so beautiful he meant deity always wants it but humanity doesn't always want it but when humanity makes a choice when humanity 
humanity makes a decision. I'm going to acknowledge my weakness. I'm going to acknowledge my frailty. I'm going to get over myself. I'm going to repent of my pride. I acknowledge, David said, my sin is ever before you. God, I've got to have some help. I've got to have a deliverer. God, I need forgiveness. I need redemption. My sins need remitted. I need grace. I need mercy. Hallelujah. When you reach for God and when you cry out, even the prophet said, you'll seek me and find me. When you seek me and search for me with all thine heart, the prophet Isaiah spoke at the mouth of God and said that his ear is not heavy, that it cannot hear, and his arm is not short, then it cannot save. If you want God to hear you, it's real easy. Just talk to him. If you want God to reach you, it's easy. Just reach for him. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. We have a high priest that can be touched, for he was tempted in all points like as we are. There's nothing you're going through that he doesn't know about. Let us therefore, or because of this, come boldly, not pridefully, but confidently, not in my ability, but in his. I don't have confidence in myself, but I have confidence in the one on the throne. And so I come boldly before the throne of grace. Amen, because I know he can take care of my problems. He's got the answer to my questions. He's got the solution to my problem. Amen. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah. I'm preaching about a God that's still on the throne today. And all you've got to do, come on, the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must, somebody say must, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to have a conviction that you're not wasting your time when you call on his name. This is not just something I'm trying because I've tried everything else, but I've got a conviction. I've got an understanding. I've got a revelation. There's a God in heaven and he not only has the answer, he is the answer. He not only knows the solution, he is the solution. For Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I don't have to be afraid of being rejected. I don't have to fear a death sentence from the king. I can come boldly because the one on the throne, amen, wants me to come to him. For that is the only way he can do anything on my behalf is if I approach him, believe that he is, and believe that he rewards the seeker. Well, I thought God could do anything. He can. And so ask him to do it. Come boldly. Come in confidence. 
that the one on the throne wants me to do what I'm doing. He wants me to pray. He wants me to worship. He wants me to ask for his help. Why does he want that? Because that's the only way he can do what needs to be done. Ask, he said, and you shall receive. James said you have not. Why? Because you ask not. Amen. You know how easy it is to get your sins forgiven? Ask for it. He wants to forgive you today. But he can't forgive you until you repent until you come before his throne and say, God, I've done some things I shouldn't have done. I've said some things I shouldn't have said. I've lived a life that I shouldn't have lived. I've made a mess of myself and I can't do anything else about it. I need some help. Amen. And the Bible said if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You say, well, Brother Walter, my problem is just too bad. My situation's too drastic. I beg to differ with you. There's nothing too hard for God. There was a woman in Mark's gospel. The Bible said that she had an issue of blood and she had suffered many things for many years. She had spent all that she had and went to doctors after doctors after doctors. The Bible said that she didn't get any better, but she just got worse and worse and she run out of her own resources but Jesus come walking down the road one day and the Bible said that she said within herself if I can but touch the hem of his garment I will be healed the Bible said that she pressed her way through the crowd there was a throng engulfing him there were people pushing and shoving Amen. there were people everywhere but all of a sudden Jesus stopped and he asked who touched me amen the disciples said master why do you ask that look around at the crowd he said no 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 he said virtue has gone out of me I'm not talking about somebody bumping into me or making contact with, I'm talking about somebody touched me. Somebody has accessed my power. Come on, there were how many people there that day? We don't know how many was there. We don't know what all was going on and how many needs were represented. But we do know one thing, somebody that needs something got what they needed because they touched him. And they touched him because he can be touched. And he healed her because he wanted to heal her. She wasn't the only one that day that he wanted to minister to. But she was the only one that did what was necessary. Amen. She believed that he was and that he rewards the diligent seeker. I'm not wasting my time when I pray. I'm not wasting my time when I lift my hands. I'm not wasting my time when I lift my voice. I'm not wasting my time when I make 
make an effort. Amen. To touch. Amen. The throne of God. Amen. He rewards the seeker. The only way I don't get my need met is to stop asking. The only way I stay where I am is not let him do anything about it. Amen. But my Bible said if you're ready for change. Amen. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Oh, hallelujah. There was no law that said Moses had to keep reaching for more of God. But there's still a spiritual law in effect that still says he rewards the seeker. Nothing said Ezekiel had to follow through with those special opportunities with God. But the law of the Spirit says if you'll take advantage of opportunities, you won't be disappointed. You don't have to, but you really need to. And you can't see what he wants you to see and go where he wants you to go unless you make yourself available to a God opportunity. And that is what is in this place right now. There's a God opportunity here for every one of us. Mm, let's lift our hands. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, magnify his name. Call. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's stand on our feet and lift our hands to the Lord right now.